This is the Gig Ready Podcast. I got to give you a better voiceover for that. Well, it's a good thing that I can edit Mike out of this. So, uh, but if Mike can get me a better, if you can get me a better voiceover, dude, I'll take it, man. I will. Oh yeah, yeah. Just give me what you want. I'll do it for you. Okay. Hey, dude. <laughs> I'll never. I mean, if that was, if there was ever a gig ready voice, that's it. Okay. Right there. All right. People have been telling me that. You know, the vo- <laughs> voice for radio, not for television. Now. That's right. That's right, dude. We we've, we we all have voices for radio. That's why we're technicians. That's why we're touring. That's why we do the things that we do. Uh, is not to be in the limelight and uh, much safer behind the camera, honey. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys. So uh, gig ready. This is episode thirty-three. Uh, the magic number of 33 we're excited about it and uh, we're going to be talking about some touring today we've got some brethren in arms that uh, are touring veterans we've got uh, mr dan crow illustrious audio engineer rob koenig lighting designer and mike i completely spaced on your last name right now (laughs) it's burgess mike burgess uh carpenter production manager extraordinaire uh we've all worked with lots of people names that frankly we don't feel like talking about because we spent too much time on the road dealing with too many different bands and tours and too many egos so suffice it to say um we love putting together great shows doing good work um making things look beautiful so that the people who come to the shows can enjoy an experience unlike anything they've ever seen um and we're excited to get back to that i know that my heart first came out of the touring industry uh from doing all the shows that we do and i know each of you guys do do too so thank you first off for being here um Man, we're going to dive right in, and I think that the best place to start uh, touring with COVID or the or the idea that COVID is going to exist while we're touring. Um, first off, I think, what's your perspective on? Uh, let's say, are you? Does it bother you? Are you are you concerned about going back out on tour, knowing that you know COVID's out there and and that you know it's the the virus lurking in the dark kind of deal? Or are you kind of like, hey, man, let's get back to work. Let's do this and figure out a way to do it right. What do you guys think? Dan, let's, let's get back that. out there. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to work. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. What about you, Rob? What do you think? I'm, I'm kind of in between there. Uh, yeah. being, a, being a guy that, goes, that walks out to front of house every night in stadiums and arenas, um, I will probably be continuing to wear my mask in that environment. Uh, during the day, during load-ins, I don't, I don't, I don't see much of a necessity to it because I think a lot of the tours are gonna probably ensure that most of the staff, at least, is is vaccinated. Um, so I'm not terribly concerned about the day, but go, but walking through, you know, ten to fifty thousand people every night is a little concerning. So I may be masking it up for a little while until, yeah, until we're a little bit more in the clear. But um, I, I think it's time to get back. I, I think now that that we're actually seeing a major decrease in numbers um and we still obviously up in your neck of the woods in in oregon there's still hot spots oh Um, the governor just shut everything back down again yeah so i mean there's there's still some hot spots and stuff but i i think it's time people have got to get back to work 
Um, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, the government didn't do enough to make sure that people could stay afloat during this time. So people have really got to get some money back in their pockets. They've got a, a lot of back bills to pay. Oh, dude. Uh, it's going to be rough for a lot of people for a very, very long time. So we got to get back to it. Yeah, 100%. Um, Dan, you were going to say something. You looked like you had something to say there, buddy. Uh, no, no, no. I just completely agree with Rob, especially um, at front of house, um, because we are not in a closed uh, rather controlled backstage environment. Um, yeah. We're out there with uh, the audience. Um, it's very concerning. Um, and uh, so our, our, our teams um, are in a lot of contact because uh, we're all starting to plan uh, when we're going and how yeah. we're going. Um, and so, you know, it's uh, it, there's just so many. It's I, I want to get back out there, but it's going to be it's going to be very different um, from everything from showers backstage to how uh, tour bus allocations work to, I mean, there's, it's going to be a very different world than what we were used to. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm at the end of my rope. So I'm, uh, I'm really, uh, I can't wait. One of, uh, one of the acts that I work somewhat with is already going out. Um, nice. And they're doing their first, leg in uh later this month in in of, of course florida yeah um uh, but uh so it's starting to come back um but it's gonna be so different yeah um what um what are they what are they doing your tour specifically what are they doing uh to protect you guys on the bus and i mean are you going to do daily testing is, obviously uh are you back i know you're vaccinated but um is the whole is the whole crew required to be vaccinated? um the, well our crew stays, um, there, there are two separate camps. There's uh, the Satriani camp and the Hagar camp, and we stay together on Zoom calls. So we do that twice a week, and we've been slowly asking questions and figuring it out, and they're very, very concerned. Um, so one of them is, uh, is to be smaller buses uh, in smaller amounts of people on buses. Uh, Tondos for a, everyone. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's basically what it's going to be. Um, and um, as far as testing, um, from what I hear, it's going to be whatever the local regulations are. Um, but everybody, I think there's 20 people between our two camps. Um, everybody's vaccinated at this point. Um, awesome. And we're, you know, everybody's super cautious. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, for us, uh, it's a lot more indoor shows which are a whole different kettle of fish um because you're seeing so many outdoor shows and festivals starting to book and you know god i'd feel more comfortable in an outdoor show than an indoor show at this point but i don't think that's how it's going to work yeah there'll be a lot i mean there's lots of outdoor for sure i mean we've got i know Lollapalooza, i believe is going to go back i've heard i know bottle rock's been approved bonnaroo's at the end of the month um, really? Wow. Bon Bonnaroo's 100% capacity. They're doing yeah. full on wow. going for it. So Bonnaroo's, Bonnaroo's in September. Is it yeah. September? O outside yeah. lands in the Halloween weekend. Okay. Well, which is well this year has already people. flown by. It's May now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but those are good signs. I mean, we got people going out. I mean, I know a number of guys that are out on tour doing uh, drive-ins still, doing um doing different uh, different projects and so i mean thankfully people are getting back out there they're getting to work um condo bunks man i i don't tour anymore but that'd be like that's like the dream mandatory condo bunks on, <laughs> on a bus um what about 
so from a front of house standpoint, especially Dan and Rob, equipment, uh, opening acts versus uh, main acts versus sharing gear versus kind of have you guys had any discussions about what that might look like? Uh, you know, Rob, of course, you know, working with some of the artists you have, you don't have to share. Um, so you, you know, that's a, that's a good thing. But the other acts, the guys who are, you know, they're the young guys are getting started. That's how they begin in this industry. I mean, you know, you, know, you got two different bands on a console, that kind of stuff. Do you think that they're going to kind of going to try and continue that? Or we just make front of house bigger and everybody gets their own stuff now? No, I, I don't think so. I think we're going to be able to keep with that. I mean, it's very easy. I mean, we, we watch the press conferences. Someone walks up, wipes off a microphone, and we're okay. You know, I think we, you take your console, you lock it, you wipe it down after your opening act is done. Because I, I do, thankfully, as you said, I don't have to share my gear a lot of the time, but a lot of the time I do. Like for our, our last run, uh, Niller with Volbeat was on his own console, but then say uh, Owen with Avenge Sevenfold was on my backup console. Yeah. So, you know, it all it all depends on who it is. And I if I know they're going to be respectful of the gear, they, they're happy to use mine. Um, but I think a quick wipe down of the gear uh, is completely fine. Just take some, you know, wipes, wipe everything down, wipe your seat down. It's all fine. I think it's going to be cool. I think one thing I'm going to do, and my wife has been doing um, COVID compliance officer stuff lately. And I think one of the one of the big things about being in enclosed spaces is air movement. Yeah. So I've got these little air filters that I have at my house. I've used them for years. This is another reason to use them. It's got a little UVC light built in, built in on the inside of it. I'm going to carry two or three for front of house and set them up around me. So we get some constant air movement going around, get a little bit of bacterial filtering and infecting and stuff. And yeah, at least for me, it'll give me a little peace of mind or whatever, but it, it, it'll, it'll help out, I think. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not too worried about the sharing of the gear. I mean, it's if we were dealing with guitars or something like that, I'd be a little bit more concerned, you know, with someone's bleeding all over a guitar for a half an hour and sweating all over it. But lighting console, I'm fine. Wipe it down real quick. You're good. Yeah. Well, and you're right. Air, air movement, air, airborne particles are a significantly greater risk than than uh, you know touching stuff. And we can even do. Yeah. There's a lot of antibacterial. Um, there's so many great products now. In fact, I use one regularly called Omni Shield that basically is a 90 day protectant that kills it actually kills things faster when it lands on a surface than when you try and disinfect it because most nice. disinfectant is like a five minute process of leaving yeah. it wet all that uh within 60 seconds omni shield is a mechanical reaction that causes the virus to actually become incontinent within uh, wow. less than 60 seconds so um and it's electronic safe so like keyboards and stuff we actually spray schools where we'll go through, we'll spray the keyboards, we'll spray the mouses and all that stuff, and it just dries, and it's there, and it's one more layer of uh, of protection. We do awesome. it on some of our cases, you know, things that are touched regularly, that sort of stuff in the shop as well. So, um, oh, the underworld, wow, that all sprayed all over it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, I mean, Mike, from a from a working standpoint, gear. Um, I mean, you know, when you're carpentry, when you're doing that stuff, you got guys working in close spaces. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, we're next to each other, lifting decks. I mean, you're breathing air from the person that's right next to you. Yeah. I mean, you are in such close quarters as a carpenter or automation building stuff that you've got no choice. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting yeah. first couple builds of getting yeah. things in that process time for uh, featherweight is that the <laughs> yeah even featherweight once you put it on everything still weighs like 300 pounds because, so because of that close proximity and 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 if you know if we start requiring 
some form of social distancing on load ends, you know, how much extra time do you think we're going to need to to put these shows in, um, you know, coming into a city for one night stand? Uh, I mean, somebody is going to have to start rethinking what a stage looks like, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, it's insane. Some of those things they want to do. I mean, just underworld alone, there's pathways you build. There's people running back and forth all show long. Yeah. And. You know, we're going to be putting air filtration in now. You're adding a guy probably just to do that yep. underneath a stage. Yeah. Well, that and that was the power guy on a lot of the stuff that we did. You know, he had mm-hmm. – they had built-in AC units. They had all that. I mean, so that they were already creating those environments. Rob, you were going to – you kind of were going to jump in there a second ago talking about guys and people around each other and so on. Yeah, I just uh, – let me get, let me give you a little bit of an experience of what – happened prior to the pandemic i was on a tour it was it was eric church it was a few years ago and we had a mini pandemic kind of happen on our tour and um over the course of three shows we went from it was around 100 personnel on the tour including drivers we dropped down to about 30 people actually able to work and i'm talking we, wow. we lost a couple band members by the time we got to salt lake city it was it was bad and um we had quarantine buses and quarantine rooms and everything else at the gigs the morning of Salt Lake City, we didn't have enough people to put up the show. We couldn't put up the show. So the call was made to Eric and told him how bad it had got because he already knew because literally during one of the shows, the bass player just is gone. And I'm screaming at a spotlight operator that he's not on the bass player. And he's like, nobody's on stage. <laughs> I'm getting a call from backstage going, hey, dude, uh, Lee's puking in a bucket back here. I'm like, oh, okay. And then we lost the drummer and it just kept going. So we set up a little stage, a little lighting rig. And Eric did an acoustic show that night. Um, we then ended up in Sacramento, three days off, thankfully. And they de-lo- had Surf Pro come out, deloused the buses. Everyone quarantined in the rooms for three days. Everyone got better, and we continued the tour on Sacramento. Um, with that being four or five years ago now, I had three or four crew members from various departments who refused to wear a mask. And I was blown away with that at the time. Now we're getting back into a situation where everyone's been arguing on social media. Masks have become a divisive issue. Vaccinations have become a divisive issue. And now people are going to be on top of each other with all of these things. Uh, Mike may be having to work next to a guy that refuses to wear a mask. Mike may be pissed off about the fact that this guy refuses to wear a mask. I mean, and honestly, be I local hate wearing them. We all hate wearing them. Yeah, I, I hate wearing them. I can't wait I to not wear them. My place, I put a mask on. Exactly. You know, it's, I get it's, into my car, I'll take it off because it's my car. And nobody goes in it. Right. Exactly. But, I do the same thing. But it's like you know, it's a, it's that common courtesy. Yes, I've been vaccinated, yeah. but I'm still going to wear my mask around you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so totally. There's going to be some some issues there. I think. I think there yeah. might be some some infighting on tours. Uh, you might have a couple guys on a bus who refuses to get the mask and refuse to get the vaccination at the same time. Now let's add to the fact that everyone's been yelling at each other on social media for the past year, year and a half by the time a lot of these tours go out. Yeah. Um, people going back and forth on every issue that's come up over the past year because all we've done is sit at home. So these are the things that I'm thinking of. I'm not really so worried about COVID protocols on tour because I think we're going to figure all that out. Um, less, uh, 
smaller venue tours are going to not be able to spend as much as some of the bigger guys are going to be able to spend on having a COVID compliance team on these tours. I'm more concerned about the interpersonal relationships and where the, where that's all going to lead. Um, and then you also have to figure in the fact that people haven't been to a show in a year and a half. People haven't been to a large gathering in a year and a half. I'm just talking about audience members. How are they going to behave? The younger people going off the rails going crazy at shows the uh older people getting pissed off because the dude next to him is wearing a mask because you're walking down the street anymore and someone yells at somebody else about either wearing or not wearing a mask it's just all of these things i think i think about more than actually getting sick from the virus yeah you know? and uh, it's it, those things are very concerning to me living on a bus with somebody that you've had absolutely had it out with over whatever issue it, it is, whether it was BLM, oh, whether it was this, whatever yeah. issue has come up in the past year, because we've all been sitting at home. All of these people have been sitting at home, staring at their computers 24 seven. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be rough getting back to real life, man. It well, really is. And I do, think some people mental capacity aren't ready for it yet. Do we think it needs to come down to the, the writers or the, the band themselves? Like, like, do they need to dictate to the crew, like you either have a vaccine or you're not on our tour, or you either wear a mask or you're not on our tour. We talked about that with labor uh, last show, um, saying literally that, like, if if you're not willing to wear the mask, go go home. We'll see you later. Yeah. You know, sorry, well, sorry well, you lost the work. It's the hard hat thing nowadays too. Right? Yeah. I mean, you do TSO, production just walks around. Where's your hard hat? Where's your hard hat? Where's your hard hat? And yeah. now it's gonna be where's your hard hat and your mask. Yeah. I mean, so. where do we draw the line in the sand? I think I think it's going to have to come down to the artists, to the the producers, to the promoters. They're going to have to to mandate something um, on oh. behalf of these crews and and coming into town. Um, oh, I, I I think we're seeing it already in sports, at least in California. Sports uh, is going to dictate the path. You're absolutely right. In, in to get into a Giants game, a 49ers game, a Warriors game, the San Francisco Symphony. Um, you have to show that you've been vaccinated or that you have a COVID test within three days that, uh, that you passed. Um, Live Nation is already set up with um, some really high-tech apps. Um, the shows that I've done with them, um, not only do you have to wear a mask, um, there's a, a, a local uh, IATSE compliance officer, there's a Live Nation compliance officer, uh, temperature and uh, COVID test mandatory. Um, and so there, I, I think it's going to follow sports very much for larger shows. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, just in terms of masks, uh, for IOTSI, it's mandatory uh, uh, that you wear a mask. Uh, it's not an option, at least right. in San Francisco. Uh, and I'm hoping that it'll be that way um, at almost every venue yeah. we go to. Uh, well, it's just, just, you know, science. Yeah. I mean, I think that the we we've all been on tour respect is what it comes down to Absolutely. don't crap on the bus you know um if the if well the, hey the close talker is gone thank god you know don't right you, i'm with you on that one <laughs> don't, don't smoke on the bus don't like i mean stuff stuff that that's just we've had to deal with respect this is just changing which things need to be respected i mean that that's really the bottom line you know and um it's it's like you said, Rob. It's basic human uh, 
everybody has a, has a different tolerance for risk. And ultimately, as individuals, when we are around someone else, we have to, as human beings, take their tolerance for risk into account right. when we're doing something that would affect someone else. You know, um, you know, if a store said if a store asks us to where I go into Costco because I need to get food, you know, I have an option to buy food online and pick it up and I wouldn't have to put on a mask or if they, they're asking me to put in a mask to patronize their establishment. So that's what I do because that's what they've asked me to do. And they've asked it out of respect. So I think that ultimately production managers, I, I think the word mandate brings down a uh, kind of that you know, we're going to crush you under our boot kind of idea. Whereas instead of saying, guys, here's the standards that we're going to, that we're going to live and operate by so that everybody out here can perform at their peak level and they can give their best. And then that way we're not taking the chance that one of our brethren may get, you know, sick, the virus, whatever it may be, flu or virus. I mean, and, and, and it, it lasts, works for a number of things. Um, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what you guys had on yours, Rob, um, you know, whether it was the flu or whatever it was, but. Yeah, I don't think any of us really ever found out what that thing was. And we kind of traced back ground zero to a food truck. Okay. Um, but it wasn't food poisoning. It was, it was, it was nuts. I was lucky. I didn't, I didn't get it at all. It was one of like the 27 to 30 people that actually didn't get it. But man, I lost. Are you down in San Diego when you started this one? <laughs> that was a that went through a tour I was on. Everybody got a little too sick. That, that after show Midwest food. thing, Midwest, <laughs> and then we ended up in California. It was like a, it was unusual for country. It was a three week run, and you mm-hmm. would have thought that everyone was going to Vietnam for a year when we said our goodbyes in Nashville. It was disgusting. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, as somebody who worked on cruise ships for a very long time, it it sounds like the Norwalk virus. Uh, Cause that takes about three days to get out of your system. Um, so I, if, I, if everybody came up clean after three days, then it's probably the Norwalk virus. There you go. And it's it was evil. both ends. I had that hit. It was gross. Oof. Yeah. I, I had that hit right in the middle of a load in once and I was the lead and I was oh, alone. Uh, so it awful. was, it was pretty miserable to, to trudge through. That does, that does not um, sound no, like and I, You know, from what I've been seeing, listen, and I, you know, Metallica's done three things while we've been off. And we brought in EIR to be the COVID compliance company on it. And uh, the band went over and above to make sure that we were safe. Um, multiple tests uh, over the duration while we were there, masks, shields. I mean, everything that we could possibly do, delousing rooms, anything that we could do to make it safe, they were making it safe for us. Um, made sure that nobody, once you got on site, we, we, nobody walked into a store, nobody went to a gas station unless you were staying outside of the, of the gas station. Um, uh, food delivery only, all those kinds of things. Now that I'm working, I've been working for a few months now on TV sets. Um, same things. Some of them are a little looser than others, but they all have COVID compliance officers. Uh, they all have, you know, uh, just like my wife's company, masks, shields, sanitizers, things to move air. I mean, just loads and loads of stuff on sites. I think that we're going to see that from the promoter side on festivals and on individual tours when we actually get club arena theater stadiums i think uh, the tour is going to rely on the local promoter staff to provide a lot of those types of things um and then any other specialty items that they want to agree to that the tour carries that the carp sets up sorry (laughs) that you know air movers in rooms air movers in stages whatever the case may be um uh temperature checks at doors and i think we're going to see this for at least till the end of the year maybe beyond are you going to see back-to-back shows now 
I, I think so. Be I think the so. border crossings, you know. Well, that was going to be my next point. I think we might be seeing this longer because our vaccination um, uh, rollout has gone so much more briskly here. Now they're starting to take down a lot of the max, mass vaccination sites. You can walk into a CVS now. I know here in L.A., we're now going into yellow tier. Uh, 16, 16 and up can now get the vaccination almost anywhere you want to get it. But international. You know what I mean? Even if we, we close or, or open up our borders, we still have Canada, Mexico, South America, Europe. Vaccinations are going very slowly. Um, and then we haven't even talked about uh, Asia yet. Australia, New Zealand are probably open. But we need to be concerned with all of those things. Are those variants able to get here to the mainland? We're hearing about this horrible variant that's in India now. Are we going to have to re-up on the vaccination? Is there going to be a new vaccination for this thing? You know, so I think in the in america in the united states of america that we're going to be doing okay for touring but all this other international stuff right now is a giant question mark rob you haven't thought about this at all you don't have any free time (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i tend to i tend to sit around and think about what's what's going to happen and i look at where all my friends are in the world and i see you know, big shows happening in New Zealand, Australia. You go, okay, that's great. They're they're well underway there. But then you hear stories about India, and I just got a text from one of our guys who lives in England. He just got his vaccination. Um, my friend Roland, who's a, a designer, he did the last Ramstein and Adele tours. Like, what a dichotomy there. But um, they said <laughs> that they're vaccinating in Germany three thousand people a day. Wow. I mean, at, at that rate, the whole country will be vaccinated by 2032. Right. You know, it's that's that's a very slow rollout. Hmm. And that's Germany. Uh, we're talking we're we're talking one of the biggest superpowers in the world. So I mean, yeah. it's, it's all happening very slowly. The rest of the, the world German standard. here. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty lucky here in the United States that it's happening so briskly. Yeah. yeah. No, it's been it, it has moved very quickly and it's great. I mean, the, you know, they they just put it right to it. And as soon as they got it got things moving and it's been a it's been a huge blessing to get a lot of us well it it hasn't been that quickly because like you said it's over a year now well Well, compared to the rest of the world well the vaccine the vaccine rollout the vaccine uh, rollout is really what i'm talking about like the whole thing is has sucked for a year yes oh yeah my Um, life is a country song right now (laughs) (laughs) that is copyrighted so you know That's a Chopper's exclusive. That's it. That is great. You got to pay me a nickel every time you say it. (laughs) What time? Because of inflation, I'm raising it up to a quarter now. There you go. What what are you guys looking forward to the most getting back out on the road, getting back to what the things that, not the one-offs, but the actual, like, the buses, the, you know, kind of doing the real, uh, real kind of shows and things like that. I want to see my friends. Yeah. In person and talk to them and ask them how everybody's doing and the camaraderie that we all loved about being on the road. Even the people you hate. I want to see them. Because <laughs> again, I, I hated I your like guts, but work. it's good to see you. <laughs> yeah. No, everybody knows that. There's people you hate on the road. There's people you love on the road. Yeah. But nobody's been able to see anybody I, in like a I, year. I, Mike and I spoke uh, a, a few days ago in preparation for this. We were just catching up, and I thought it was going to be about a 15-minute call. I think it was about an hour and a half. Yeah, it was pretty uh, long. Where we just um, we just kept going and going and going, and it was like it was like I I can't wait to get back because because of that. You know, oh, yeah. just being able to to BS with your friends 
and your family. I mean, we're all family on the road. Um, you know, everywhere you go, you, you spend more than 10,000 hours with these people. Um, it's, it's like, it's like your, your, uh, you know, your tour is your, is your husband, your wife, your whatever. They're, they're that extension of your family, um, just as much as anything. So, and I'm, I, for one, I'm definitely looking forward to getting back to it and, and talking to, to everybody, you know, yeah. seeing it on, on a little box on my, my laptop is great, but being able to hug you bastards is way better. <laughs> I, so, I really hey, got hey, I got zoom social fatigue. distance yourself away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh I got zoom fatigue nine months ago. It was like this was cute for a minute, but this yeah. sucks. You know, it yeah. just it just got old really quick. For sure. What about you, Dan? I can't wait to uh to, to have the lights go down and hear the roar of the crowd and uh see uh the energy of a crowd interacting with an artist and, and uh Hearing a really good PA, really fucking loud. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to bust my ass in front of seventy thousand people again. You know, with the kabuki fucking up. Sorry about that. No, it's all good. But man. I'll own it. I have. I'll take my bow, and you know, we'll get the show going. That's right. So, yeah. so how soon do you think we'll see a full-fledged, you know, sixty-plus city tour back on the schedule? How long? How oh. long do you think that is? Oh, we're, it's, already it's, it's already, to see it. we're already starting to see it. Absolutely. Yeah. Dave Matthews has gone out. Uh, Sam but do you think, out. do you think state regulations are going to like hinder some of that? Is it sure. going to, are we, are we going to see parts of the legs getting shut down because the state has new hotspot pop up? Or it's it's like, very, yeah. how, it's how very possible. Work? Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. I think we'll have to see when possible. Texas and the Florida shows go on. You know, those are the states that are opening up right now. Yeah. Tennessee as well. Tennessee, huh. you know, nobody's coming to the Pacific Northwest for sure. I just saw Broadway's opening up in July, September. I think. July? Uh, I thought I so. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. They said Hamilton. But you know, some of it's going to be, you know, you think about uh, like uh, meet and greets. Some of some stuff is going to be gone. Yeah. So I, I, I'm thinking for some of our trucks, what they're going to lose in meet and greets and VIP stuff is going to be made up in merch, and there's going to be uh, less room for less stuff because they're going to want to they're going to want to make that money back. Yeah, of course. Uh, um, so I so I think uh, I think you know we'll be we'll be fighting for every inch of a truck uh, just because yeah. everybody's not made money for a year. Well, that's the biggest one of the biggest expenses. Yeah, trucking costs. The, um... You know, it's funny. I have Jordan. Yes, I have thought about this part as well. I think the the club and theater tours are going to go the way of where Dan is. Dan is thinking, and I think they're going to try to cut costs. They're going to try to pay their crew. I think most of them. You know, there's some scumbags out there, but I think they're going to try to maintain their crew pay where it was prior to the pandemic. But I think that the other costs and the other overruns that we're going to see are going to make them carry less lights, less video, less, less, less. Right. Yeah. So. The bigger tours, however, I see doing the opposite. People haven't been entertained in a year. They have deeper pockets. Let's go out and we're going to do the full fucking thing. I don't see somebody like Taylor, Katie, my guys, the Stones, you two, anybody like that. I don't see anybody like that cutting all of these costs. Yeah. I think that they go, people haven't been entertained in a year, year and a half, two years. We're going to go blow their fucking nuts off. And I yeah. think that's what's going to happen. And people are dying to do it. Shows. Whereas you can kind of get away shows. with that on the smaller shows. And the smaller shows, you know, ten, fifteen, thirty thousand dollar guarantees. These guys can't afford to carry all this shit in the first place. So I think we're going to see a lot of those smaller tours cut those costs. 
but people cannot wait and they don't give a shit. They're going to go see Sammy Hagar. They're going to go see one of my guys, Billy Idol. They're going to go see whoever they're going to go see in these clubs and they can't wait for it. People cannot wait to go to shows. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to matter that you've cut the lighting rig a bit. I don't think it's going to matter that you've cut the, 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 the video a little bit. People want to go see their, their favorite artists play again. And I, and I think you're, it. I think you're absolutely right about the bigger tours. And I think, um, to differentiate from fucking Zoom calls and web concerts, uh, yeah. bigger tours going to look substantially better than they have in a long time. Yeah, uh, I think the money's going to be big because it's because everybody wants to have that experience when they first come back be huge. You mean we and might I think get a lot of the artists, including my guys, are going to be very conscious about the fact that there's a lot of people that work in the restaurant business, that work as bartenders, that work in um, that work in the uh, um, uh, the airline industry, things like that, that didn't work for months. And I think we're going to see a lot of like $15 nosebleed seats. Uh, just mm -hmm. like, because they, they, I think a lot of the artists, you know, I know Eric Church is certainly conscious about this and he always has been prior to the pandemic. My guys are conscious about it to where they always leave some seats at the back, maybe, and then they upgrade some people too. And I think we're going to see a lot of that kind of stuff too, where it's like, listen, $15, if that's all you can afford, that's your ticket. And then I think we're going to see a lot of upgrades and again, stick people in VIP pits. And it's going to really create a lot of, a lot more loyalty to the artists, whatever they can do. Yeah. But I think you guys are absolutely right that the meet and greet thing is, is going to go away for some time and yeah. they're going to have to come up with other, other ways to make up that revenue. Yeah. Well, coming out of this though, I mean, you're right. Creating, more loyalty is going to be there's a huge opportunity to do huge. that you're right to Absolutely. cultivate that you know those fun unknown experiences where all of a sudden oh man this is hey we're we're moving you into this section over here or you're yeah. going to be able to come and you know see whatever that that may be so um that's a that's a great thought and blowing it out i agree with you there's a lot of companies even on the corporate side of things that are saying that q1 2022 they're going to they see people blowing money like they used to do in the 90s when it used to be just, you know, balls to the wall, Decades. you know, budget yeah. is no option. We're just going to put it, you know, we're just going to put it out there and see what happens. And so um, it could. I mean, I live across the street here in Santa Monica from a bar called Thunderbird. And this area is sandwiched right between UC Santa Monica and UCLA. Yeah. We got Pepperdine University down the road. So it's a very heavily college area over here. And this bar across the street, the second they open the doors, there's 400 kids in a 100-person bar climbing all over each other. They cannot <laughs> wait to go out and hit on girls and drink till they're blind. And they cannot wait to get out. And that's just the younger people. Yeah. You know, I, I can only imagine what, like, the parent heads who cannot wait to get out to, to Jimmy Buffett shows and all these things. People can't wait. You know, some people have money put away. Some people don't. But I think we're going to see a lot of the... Yeah. A lot of that, the $15 ticket. And I think there people are going to help out. Just watching, I was a little bit of a part um, of this thing at SoFi Stadium, the Global Citizens Vax event um, a couple days ago. And to see 40,000 people inside of a stadium, all wearing masks, granted, was like, it was, it was a pretty joyful moment, to say yeah. the least. It was pretty amazing to see. That's awesome. You know, it was pretty amazing to see. I, so I just I actually just had a thought. I mean, we have all of these outdoor stadiums all over the country. You know, what if what if, you know, and I, I would hope Live Nation is thinking like this, but it's like create an entire outdoor circuit for the summer where you've got, you know, let's say 
two dozen stages of different sizes set up in outdoor stadiums around the country that aren't being used during, say, like football season. You know, it's like you could roll in there. There are 32 football stadiums around the country. If you were to put a stage in each one and then do basically like, like an artist circuit around the country where there was just like, you know, every other night doing doing different shows and then you could keep oh, it all we're gonna outdoors. Oh, going to be miserable. And you could still, well... But miserable. Come on, stadium tours. It's it's hot. It's nasty. But it doesn't. But listen, it doesn't have to be stadiums. If they're already, if they're already basically creating a longer term amount of shows instead of just one or two. Let's say they do a couple of ten thousand person shows where they only do you know lower bowl and the field or something like that. But the but a lot of the gear's already there, side screens and other things, so that an artist can come in and do a show and it's already outdoors and you know they're already putting people at a position where they don't have to go indoors into arenas for a while um well i think we already have that solution and it's called sheds sheds are okay yeah sheds are yeah. great too you're right good point i mean yeah, yeah so, actually uh portland uh portland blues fest is actually loading in next week and they're they're doing just that they're they're building portland blues fest and then they're going to leave it up all summer and just let let x book it and they're gonna they're gonna make it a venue that, Perfect. That uh, tours can can book all summer long. Yeah, as well. Here's going to be a big issue. There's not that many big roofs that yeah. a tour Gears. can set up on, too. Yeah. It de- well, I yeah. think it's going to depend on the tour. You know, there's like a, I've got a friend down that runs a big staging company in L.A. Uh, called Stage Tech. They own a big 550 that they set up in a field that's just going to stay there or in a parking lot all summer, and they just left it up, and they're just going to people are going to come through. So. You know, you can't do a Metallica size show on a 550, but you can do, you know, B plus. We've done Webster Hall. Come on, <laughs> we can have we can have fun anywhere. Please, every oh, light, true. every night, I've That's... done tits. So okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> they may all even if they're in the hallway, they're out and lit That's up. The... That's the one thing I love about doing club shows with my guys is like they. It's typically we don't bring in shit. We bring in backline, front of house console. I get a lighting console, and it's go and it's so much fun just working on the house rigs yeah. so much fun i love it love it yeah i gotta set it. up the drum riser still low <laughs> yes you do yes you do well, i Get think you it. have yeah, there, there there is a, a big aspect to what you were saying jordan and that is a lot of venues are not going to be covid compliant um like in san francisco masonic it's live nation's largest venue it's three thousand three hundred seats there's Two elevators. Yeah. Uh, uh, so they can't get, they can't fill elevators to get people in. Um, and their ventilation system is from the 50s or 60s. Um, so a lot, I think a lot of, I, I think a lot of touring is going to be shifting venues uh, radically as, yeah. as some of these venues just are going to come off the block until they're, until they fix ventilation, uh, uh, patron entrances, those kind of things. Uh, or they're going to be smaller, smaller shows in those type of venues then, yeah. um, which, you know, that's a whole different, it doesn't really matter to us where yeah. it is, but it's going to change a lot of logistics. And um, drive us, drive the promoters to be more creative, you know, find some yes, of the, I, I mean, I did so. three doors yeah. down for a number of years and we were, there were, there were arenas in towns that I didn't even know had, had arenas, you know, it's like, cow palace in tyler texas kind of stuff um that uh, I, I think a lot of venues like that that have been on hold and kind of pushed to the side may we may be 
all seeing uh, a few of those. But if you got a, you know, you got a place, maybe you move a, maybe you move a fifteen hundred person theater show into a small, you know, C minus C plus arena, and it's going to be a little bit different. But you get a little bit more spread out, a little bit more space, but you still cover it with the same type and amount of gear. So, but when the band starts, everybody's going to rush that crowd maybe you know to get closer they might but but i mean ultimately live nation is looking at that they're they're going to have waivers in place and things like that and they're going to say hey listen you come here at your own risk i mean that, and that's just like what we do on a day-to-day basis we get in our car and we we drive at our own risk or whatever the case may be so you know yes we can be as concerned as we as possible about the patrons but people are going to do what they're going to do and like you said rob i mean people are going to argue about the dumbest stupidest things in the history of the world at, at a certain point, you just have to like, people are going to be people and let's do yeah. our jobs, you know? Yeah. And, and they're starting to ensure tours um, and festivals. Yeah. And that was a huge stumbling block to all of us. It was nobody would touch the insurance. Now they are. So yeah, I think everybody's pretty confident they're going to figure it, figure it out. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I'm excited and, for the creativity. I'm excited for the change of, you can't say, well, this is how we've always done it anymore. It just doesn't work that way. So now we've got to think about things differently. I love the fact that it's going to change the status quo because you know what? There's a lot of things the status quo wasn't working on anymore. And I'm really happy that we're that we're going to have to get creative. We're going to have to change things. I love change. I like it when things evolve. I like it when they morph. I like it. I love all of that. So if we come up with an experience that is still fun. I mean, listen, it's not, uh, it's not really up to us. It's up to the Michael Rapinos of the world that are going to change all of this, the, uh, the Irvings, you know, but if we still are able to do all of this, keep it all safe, keep it all fresh, keep it all fun at the same time. Why not make it better? You know yeah. what I mean? That's, that's why I love what, through it's that whole, that old statement through adversity. And I, I think that we're going to really see, I think you're right. I think we're going to see a lot of really interesting ideas, a lot of new creativity coming out of, a very shitty situation because for all we know in five years and 10 years, we may be back in this hole again. We don't know. It could be twenties. It could never happen again. Doubtful with the world's population. That's very doubtful, but um, it, it, it's, it would be good for not only our government, but like our business to, to have that plan in the drawer to go, Oh shit, it's happening again. Here's the plan. We already know how to deal with this. Yep. You know, and I, I think that's going to be very beneficial. I really, I, I like, I think one of the um, side effects of this is the the increased scrutiny on safety for us as operators. Absolutely. At, I mean, yeah. it's long overdue. Um, conditions backstage, conditions on a bus, conditions everywhere. Um, people can be more conscious of where uh, that's never happened before. Um, yeah, bus drivers be can only drive thing. so much now. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, But the roadie works 25 hours a day. <laughs> True that. <laughs> yeah. No, and so, I, I, I absolutely. And I mean, when you're tired, when you're, you know, that was the one thing that I kind of wished our government had, had gotten a little bit more involved in was like, okay, mask, social distancing, wash your hands. But there's also things you could do to build your immunity please take zinc, please take this, do this, you know, and I really wish they had pushed wellness a lot more than they really, they didn't really push wellness at all. So I think that's something that we can all do a little bit better um, about pushing the wellness on a tour. Yeah. Working these days, your immune system falters. You're working 18 to 20 hours a day. Well, it was cute when I was younger, when I'm 47 years old, it's not so easy anymore. You know, I'm, (laughs) I'm not the only person in the over 40 club here. 
So it's like, it, it doesn't get any easier. Your immune system gets more deficient and you're more susceptible to getting sick all the time. So those things have to change too. Now I'm not saying on a tour where they, they're going to need two of every position to make that happen, but we need to start making sure that people can actually go get some rest and be, you know, in between load in and load out yeah. um, that, the, you know, sanitary conditions are better in catering We're the buffet line's gone. I imagine the buffet line got maybe gone forever. You're going to go in and get a box lunch. It's going to be chicken or fish. Here you go. Well, it's going to be um, like, in, it's a lot of times in Europe that they, you know, they're like, Hey, what do you want? You know, you, you sit down, they get your, and, and you they got three choices. I, lo- yeah. I love that. I mean, frankly, yeah. me too. it's great. Yeah, Roasted dinner. Or you'll have plated, you'll have plated, you know, somebody behind a, a steam cart that's plating it for right. you. And yeah. they're, they're the only ones touching the stuff. Maybe. So, so one thing that we've been discussing also, you know, uh, labor shortages, you know, we've lost anywhere from 30 to 50% of our workforce. Do you think that much? Yes, absolutely. I, and, yeah. and I think that's a low estimate. I think, I think, wow. we've lost I was thinking more like 20%, but that's interesting. Yeah, no, um, uh, because of, you know, the, the freelance, the gig worker that's, that's never had benefits and never had, right. you know, the, that stability, they're finding that they, they get the pay, you know, maybe it's not as much pay as you would get on the road, but you're getting full benefits, insurance, you know, you're in your bed every night. And if you add it all up for the amount you were paying for insurance to, as an independent, uh, it actually works itself out. You know, um, Joel Young, we had as a guest and he, he's actually switched his career entirely. He's, he's processing plasma at a plasma lab. What? And he is out of the business. He is. You're ca- I had no idea. Done. And wow. um, no, and it was, well, you should listen to the, you should listen to the podcast. I certainly will. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, well, we all plan for a couple months off every year, right. but not a year. No. Yeah. Sure. I mean, well, like, I, I like some of you, I'm down to my last straws. My life savings is pretty much gone. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, man. That sucks. No, I mean, I, I'm adapting. I'm overcoming. I got a great shop. I'm doing some custom work. I'm Good. doing some art. You know, that's where so, this has actually been a blessing that my creative side, I've been able to feed my mind. I've been able to feed. That's great. You know, Good for you, I've man. been hanging out with my dog a lot. It's awesome. <laughs> but Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw a cartoon the other day that had the dogs like super stoked in one frame like oh my god you're here all the time and the person really really sad and down and then the next frame is the dog being really sad and down the person being really stoked cuz they're going back to work. <laughs> my dog's probably going to be that guy too. <laughs> yeah. But he's a border collie. He likes anything. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, you were talking about less people, you know. I was talking to our yeah. our, I mean, our road manager every day and as he as he's lining stuff up and making calls everyone he's dealing with um, from vendors to venues to management to booking they've all um they're all still there but there's less people there so where he would have more time devoted to him and his needs and talking um there's less people there's less time because there's because um everybody's like big chunks of uh, their core crews uh, at lighting companies, sound companies, uh, booking agents, venues, they've let them go. So like, you know, in San Francisco, there's one person for Live Nation uh, for all the venues. Uh, Everyone else was furloughed. Um, 
So if you want to, if you want to book something, if you want to work out details on a rider, um, you are one of right now, maybe 30 calls uh, all in the same day about the same venue. Um, wow. So it's going to take some, some time to, to get back staff wise. Uh, Cause that, there's been that's so kind of, much. Attrition. Yeah, that, that's kind of the question I was, I was going to like, what kind of roadblocks do you think we're going to see from a labor standpoint, you know, when we just don't have the people and we're going to have this tsunami, this, this incessant want of, of being entertained, but yet we're not going to have the people to do it. How do you, how do we, how do you think we manage that uh, moving forward? I think there's one positive thing to come out of all of that. Cause I could have sworn that we weren't going to go back out on the road that everybody was going to get undercut on their salaries. I think this is pretty much guaranteeing that everybody's going to come back at at least what they're making prior, which yeah, me makes me very happy that my lighting crew is not going to be going out for 500 bucks a week. That they're actually that was a worry getting... that I was thinking too. Yeah. Like, is there going to be the guy that wants to cut, cut. cut the rate just to totally. get a job? But I think totally. that's weeded people out that yeah. don't want to be in this business really, or just did it for a little bit. Yeah. People that really love this, like I set up a shop, I'm doing the second I get on the road, all this is in storage and I'm gone. Right. You know, that's how I can set up now. I mean, I can put my life as I always did on hold. Park my I car. Don't, I don't have an answer for Joe's question though. Uh, you know, like no, the, it's, it's I can't imagine one. being a vendor right now and trying to find people. Well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I think, I've got carpenters think... on a crew that, that have never touched anything before. What do I do? Right. I teach them what they need to know. I think it's going to be scary going into some some venues because it's going to be all kids that have never touched anything. But I think for what we're taking with us, the uh, loyalty and integrity that our bands have with vendors um, kind of ensure that our part of it is going to be covered um, and not because of that long term loyalty to the sound company, to the lighting company, to the lighting vendor. Um, but when you get to a venue, um, I, I think all bets are off. I think um, I think every venue there's going to be a lot of fresh faces. Um, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not going to go. Do you go into a venue and expect we to be the greatest thing? I go in there expecting they're all mashed potatoes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like really, it's a stagehand. No, right. absolutely. And I think I think speaking on Dan's point as well about you know just using yeah. his example of San Francisco and a promoter rep. I mean, imagine going into a venue and you've seen the same promoter reps for years but now like he said they've only really kept one guy per region so now you've got a new vendor rep who a lot of the promoter reps let's face it are management they're not roadies right they've never toured yeah. so you've got someone who used to manage a sears now working for live nation or whoever that is now running venue a in chicago and it's a little it, there's going to be a lot of learning curves there about but what's they're going to ramp up as well basis. Just when this all comes back, they're going to ramp up with people. Still going to be a few months of a learning curve. Oh yeah, just yeah, like yeah. you it's having to train a, your car. It's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. It's really I mean, easy to teach someone to use a coffin key, but it's not really easy to do what true. you do. Right? Oh no! <laughs> and like and like Joe, Joe said, I mean, it's just across the board, the attrition rate's been really high. Yeah. Uh, and people that aren't going to come back. Yeah. So yep. it's going to be new people. It's very true. It's going to be a, a very fascinatingly scary. high number. I hope it's not that high, but damn. And in, you know, in touring, Rob, you might be correct. In the corporate world, it's definitely that high, and possibly even higher. Um, you know, I have a there's a job that we have in two weeks in Dallas. That's a corporate show at the Omni, mm -hmm. and it um, it took 
all of a month to find the the dozen or so guys that they needed to be able to do the wow. show. I mean, it took a long time. Um, and even then I supply, I was able to supply another guy, thankfully that I have on my staff, but, um, especially in the corporate world, I think that the touring world, the guys that tour, they're hardcore. I mean, that's just, we, we know that that's, that's who they are. It's like part of them. And I can, I can name them off the top of my head. Um, they figure out a way to get through and, and they're gonna, they'll come up for air and then, you know, we'll be back at it. And there will be some uh, some amazing shows, some exciting things to happen going forward. Um, and lots and lots of, of great events that people are going to love to come to and kind of return to the world of entertainment and learning uh, how to live in the new world that we're in. Um, I'd love to get some last thoughts from you guys on all the people that are going to come back. The touring guys, maybe they got another job, What you know pouring cement, being a carpenter somewhere else, working at, you know, the, the convenience store or, or a corporate job working for a fortune 500 company, whatever that is, you know, if they're, you know, if they're going to want to come back into the touring world, um, what's, what are some things, you know, let's say one or two things that they should be thinking about now from you guys that have done shows already that be prepared for this you know, so that you can be gig ready the next time you get out on the road um, to be, you know, ready for the new the new paradigm shift that's going to be happening. Patience. Patience. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be Patience. a big thing. Yeah. 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 Every day is going to be a college load in and load out. <laughs> oh, yeah. As, as it is now, you wait to get a cup of coffee. It took four months to get to the DMV for me. Yeah. <laughs> And then I still had to take the ticket when I went in. Yeah. So it's going to be first day every day, every day. Yeah, I think, for a, while, I think yeah. for a few months, I really do. This is just like uh, everyone's point about, about the labor problem that you guys are seeing about my point about the, the promoter staff, not knowing the venue, not knowing what's going on, not knowing how this production manager, you know, you get a spring or an Opie or, or a lug, you know, like our guy and you get all these different people coming in, you know exactly what they want and how they do it. Um, now there's going to be like, or you never met you before. There's going to be a lot of learning curves there and how different artists, different production managers want their production to go. Yeah. Um, Your your hunter man call is going to be 80. And everybody's going to be hitting the road roughly at the same time. Uh, September seems pretty hot and heavy. Exactly. So that's going to impact what you get for a local crew. Are you going to have a rigger that hasn't slept for a week because he's oh. been doing show after show. I didn't think about that one. Thanks a lot. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be a Thanks lot a lot, that. Dan. Now I'm gonna be looking up all the time. So I think I think I think all of us not only patience, but to really keep an eye out because they're gonna be new people or very tired people. Yeah. I think not only the COVID safety, but that just show safety in general is gonna be a big, big deal uh, until stuff starts to smooth out. Yep. And nobody's worked in a year. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the that's the most important thing there is, you know, that everybody hasn't worked for a year. So I think what we need to really uh, take into consideration is is taking that in mind. Be kind. Yeah. Don't don't be coming in guns blazing, being an asshole, whatever. Just shut up, Joe Back. Just shut yeah, up. That, yeah. Exactly. No, I mean, I think, I think. No, I, I mean, I I'm still taking my naps in the afternoon. You're killing me right now. I should be sleeping. 
<laughs> staying up late, getting up early, and then a nap in the afternoon. Uh, That's the best time. We, I think. I think you know, understanding that everybody's life has been a country song this year. Is hey, gonna be, that's a quarter is going to be really, really important to take into account because you're going to get somebody for a start of the day who's really not in the mood to be where they're at, even though they're there, you know, and they want to work, but they may not be there mentally. So we have to we have to really just be kind, you know, be cool with everybody and be patient. Yeah. Yep. And and don't take it personal if somebody points out something that's going on that that's unsafe. If. Like you see somebody, you know, if, if you overhear a stage and be like, yeah, man, I finished my loadout at 4 a.m. I just got here at 7 a.m. to get my COVID test. Blah, blah, blah. It's like it's not personal. We don't want a million dollar lawsuit on our hands because a guy couldn't get home to get some rest. It's just not worth it. It's not worth their life. It's not worth their limb. It's not worth any of it. Right. And, and even minimal to that, somebody who hasn't done this in a year. You're not in the groove. We know on tour, it's like every day, boom, consistency, same thing. You run the cable, the same route, the same place, the same way. You know, it's going to take a little bit of time. If somebody reminds you of something, just be patient. Don't get pissed off. We, we all know there are egos out on the road. Don't tell me how to do my job. Don't tell me, you know, whatever. Just Joe, you made a great point. Be kind. Take a deep breath. Like should have got a video guy here. We could have told him where to run his cable, right? Jordan, Jordan is. A I'm, I'm a video. I am. Bane of my existence as a carpenter. It used to be lighting. Now it's video. No, yeah. Mike. I know to because you light. guys are doing stuff in video that you've never done before. Yeah. With lights and tiles, it, it's turned into lighting, right? I always add. I think about my video cable like a lighting guy does. I need. I need extra. I need more, and I need to be able to run it in a. Different then it's way. too damn short for a carpenter. Then. So, <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate all you guys coming on today. It's going to be, it's going to be a great second half of the year. I really do believe that. I believe that we're going to come back. There's going to be some amazing things, amazing shows. Uh, I wish all of you guys the best, uh, as you get back out there, man, doing and creating some of your best work that you've ever done. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to getting back out there and making some stuff happen. So thanks for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Jess. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank no you. worries, guys. Yes. All right. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. We'll see you out on the road. Sounds great. All right, guys. Be safe out there. See ya. Thanks. Bye. What a great show today. You know, we live in a different world than we did 14, 15 months ago. But the great thing is, is that with a little bit of grace, a little bit of kindness, and a whole heck of a lot of hard work, we're going to see some amazing things happen in the future. So I would just want to say thanks for listening today. Go share this out. Tell your friends. Let them know that Gig Ready is here to help you be a better professional and prepare you for the world after COVID. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Yeah.